And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right. Hey, I got to tell you, you've been hearing the ads probably, uh, if you're especially in our, our northern part of our uh, syndicated area. Uh, the Elm Foundation, Elm, E-L-M, the Elm Foundation is one of our newest advertisers. And the Elm Foundation, it's pretty cool, really. Check them out. Their website is Elm HSV, as in Elm Huntsville, elmhsv.org. And they are, um, they're an organization that really has got it pretty well figured out on how to help people get out of a very disenfranchised lifestyle. You know, folks who are homeless or jobless or, 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 or just, you know, dealing with life issues and not dealing well, perhaps. Sometimes they don't need a handout. They need a hand up. And the Elm Foundation does an amazing amount of work with like intensive case management, helping people develop plans, goals, uh, get them their education, get them certified for, for job training they didn't know they could do, you know, finding out where they have assets, um, g- giving them opportunities to, uh, to, to find a new life, if you will. The Elm Foundation, and their website is ElmHSV, as in Elm Huntsville, ElmHSV.org. And I encourage you to check them out. Um, and if you wind up meeting the folks from Elm, tell them you heard about it on the Right Side Radio. Uh, okay, we're still in number three of the Triple Dipper. Just talked to State Senator Chris Elliott. So they're down there in Montgomery right now spending some big, fat money. I'm talking about, wow, they got a lot. So they've got a $2.7 billion surplus in the regular budget. They've got $1.06 billion that they didn't expect that came from the federal government because of COVID. So, so the, the $1.06, the reason why this is a big deal is it's, it's a set-aside. It, it, has, it has stringers attached to it. It doesn't just drop into the operating budget. It can't be put into the general fund or the education trust fund. It has to be appropriated and appropriated separately. And then it had parameters on what it could and could not be used for. It's generally designed for things that have to be in some way related to, you know, relief from the COVID pandemic. Well, wink, wink, nod, nod. <laughs> you could just look at it and go, nah, what you're really doing is finding your best projects. You're just finding the stuff that you just couldn't quite get to before. But now you got a billion dollars. And you got to spend it by a certain date. So what are we going to do? What do you want to do? I don't know. Man, the hospitals had a hard time. Did they? Did the hospital association have a hard time? The hospital association is the lobbying group. The hospital association is the group that takes care of their, you know, their members' needs. Why is, why is the hospital association being given money out of this? And then on top of that, the hospitals. Are we, are we actually measuring their losses or are we just throwing money at them? How much you feel like, fellas? Or are we saying, uh, bring us the receipts? <laughs> I get it, but wow. And then broadband. And Senator Elliott's right. And in the last you know number of years that we've been funding broadband, which I am not opposed to helping establish a broadband network, but at what point does the private sector come in and make this happen? Because they know they'll have customers. I mean, really? At some point, you have to look at it and go, for the love, y'all, how many hundreds of millions of dollars are we going to throw on this thing? And have we connected anybody to the Internet yet? I would, that's a great, I would love to know if we've connected anybody to the Internet yet with our broadband uh, approach. Uh, and, I, and by the way, I do like the idea of getting broadband out there. Look what happened during COVID when kids went home and they couldn't log in for their you know, lessons. 
But this billion dollars, I completely agree with Senator Elliott's premise that we should not rush this. In fact, he even said in the article that I referenced from 1819 News, his, his comments on, on Jeff Poor's radio show, he said a lot of people say they don't want to have to stay. He's talking about senators and, and representatives who want to be done. They want to go home for the weekend. He said it's a billion dollars it's worth staying for. Where we spend it's important. How we spend it's important. He said, I don't have a problem staying and continuing to work on it. I don't like the idea of passing it like it is. There are issues that need to be addressed. So we'll see what happens. He, he, he was very pragmatic about whether the Senate leadership is going to say, yeah, fellas, let's take our time. But it's a billion dollars. Y'all don't have to rush the check writing. You don't. Just saying. All right, we're going to come right back. I'm going to stay with Big Fat Money. I've got a, uh, a, a couple of other things that are interesting that might actually make you pull your hair a little bit. Yeah, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Back, Phil Williams, right side radio, solid conservative, just plain right, covering down on some major ground across the northern half of the beautiful state of Alabama. I'm talking about this show is syndicated way down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back to Gaston, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, and Mississippi, thrown in just for good measure. Hey, uh, I got a text here, David from Taft, Tennessee. Uh, he says, the Tennessee broadband bill got us off of satellite internet last year and brought us into the 21st century. That's good to hear, and I, I, I'm glad to hear a success story. So, uh, yeah, David, thank you much. That's encouraging, and I'm hoping that we will suddenly see uh, Alabama uh, in the same mode. Of, <laughs> I mean, I guarantee you, regardless of what they debate this week, they're going to spend a bunch of that money on broadband. So, by God, we need to start seeing something out of it. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's good. David, Taft, Tennessee, thank you. Um, I'm in number two. of the. You know what? I need to do this first. Before I start talking about spending money, let me talk about making money. That would be ZLA Solutions. ZLA Solutions, been with us since this show started. ZLA Solutions is got all kinds of business end solutions. They can help you with your logistics, your warehousing, your, your sorting and containment, your quality control, all those things. But their bread and butter, man, is putting people and jobs together, getting that paycheck. If you are looking for a job yourself, you can go to their website, ZLAUSA.com. They've got good jobs. You can, you can look. They're all over. They're posted all over the state. But at the same time, if you're an employer and you've got to fill out the ranks of your own workforce and you might need just onesies and twosies with special niche skills or you might need a whole shift of people, blue collar, white collar, no collar, don't matter. 
They can do the recruiting, the background checks, the drug testing, all of it. ZLA Solutions, they will get you the people that you need. That's their bread and butter, man. They're good at it. And at ZLA, they like to say, we don't make it. We make it better. So, yeah, ZLA Solutions at ZLAUSA.com. And please tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio. All right, I am uh, in number three of the Triple Dipper. Big fat money. A couple things you might want to know are happening out there in big fat money spending world. Um, Here in Alabama, so when I was in the legislature, there was an issue. Online sales are going through the roof. Nobody in online sales world knew what to do uh, in terms of collecting sales tax. It's a tax that already existed. But when it was so cumbersome that you couldn't figure out, there was no way to collect it. So, for instance, Amazon.com or something sells things all over the state of Alabama. Every rural, small town, county, big city, doesn't matter, all over the state, all 67 counties. The problem is there's a state sales tax of 4% on sales everywhere you go, but then the localities all have different ones. Amazon can't keep up. How does Amazon keep up with every single municipality or county local sales tax in 50 states around the nation? It's cumbersome to the point of being unmanageable. So uh, State Senator Tripp Pittman, who was a friend of mine, we were in the legislature together, he pioneered this bill called the SSUT bill. And what we did was Alabama just came up with a formula. We said, okay, here's the deal. Listen. In these places, it's 9%. Over here, it's 10%. Some places, it's 8%. Here's what we're going to do. It's flat. Hey, Amazon and all y'all onliners, it's just 8%. Just just collect 8% and send it to us. We'll figure it out from there. Really? Yeah. You don't have to reimburse, you know, the town of Op, Alabama. You don't. You do not have to, uh, you know, you do not have to figure out what it takes to send something to Phil Campbell, Alabama. We'll take care of that for you. So we came up with a formula, 8% across the board. They send it to us. State gets half. The other half is then divided between counties and cities. Cities are allowed 60% of their half. Counties get 40%. And it's broken down into part by population. And so the, 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 the state of Alabama receives the check every month from all the online retailers that we were never collecting before because no one knew how to do it. And we became the lead in the nation on how to streamline the process. It already existed. It was not a new tax. It was just a tax that they couldn't collect before. Well, that thing has gone through the roof. The reason why Alabama's coffers are doing so well these days is because we set that in place right when online sales were really coming into their own. And then COVID happened. And nobody could go to a brick-and-mortar store. And guess where they were ordering from? Online. And guess what happened? We went from 2017 gaining something like $52 million, which was better than we expected, to $634 million in the last fiscal year. Y'all, that's an 1,100% increase. And that's good. That's good news for Alabama. But now, now the predictable is happening. Now the cities and counties are beginning to fight over whether they're getting enough. When big fat money's out there, people want to know if they can get more of it. How do I get some of what you got? So the battle, AL.com has an article came out yesterday. 
The battle between the state's largest cities and the County Commission Association over the state's online sales tax program is reigniting as the stakes grow higher over a revenue source that is exploding in popularity. So, yeah, the money drops into a one pot and gets divided out by a formula. It's by law. But now the cities are going, hey, <clears throat> I think we want to see a little bit more of a breakdown of, like, mm, where the most of these sales are coming from. Pray tell, why would you do that? Well, it helps drive our, you know, our decision-making, our, <clears throat> you know, our, our, our economic uh, development and things. Really? That's all you want it for? Just want to see it. You don't want nothing out of it. Surely not. Well, what's happening is the County Commission Association says what they really believe is happening is the Big Ten mayors who just came out and said they want to know more about where the sales tax originated, regardless of the formula about where it goes. Where did it originate? There's only one reason to do that, because they want to change the formula, because they want to come back and go, <clears throat> hey, we need more of that. Look, more of it comes from our cities. You can't, you can't keep sending it to the counties. Well, I got news. It's not going to work that way. There is no way to return to the day when everybody gets a different slice. It's going to have to stick with some kind of uniform measure or it's never going to work. You're going to have a patchwork quilt of options and who gets what, and it's going to, it's going to jack the whole thing up. So y'all keep your eyes on this. This is in the weeds for you. This is money. In the, this is big, fat money right here. But we went from having a source that you couldn't even get to, even though it already by law existed, to setting it in place, and it became actually very manageable. Other states were calling us going, how'd y'all do that? And we made $52 million on it the first year. Last year, just a few years later, $634 million. Big fat money divided up by the state. All right, so when you have big fat money, though, you get big fat ideas. Fox News has one. That I saw and I thought, if that doesn't fall into a big fat money discussion, I don't know what does. Here we go. Fox News dated today. Governor Newsom's California pushes billions in reparations as state faces a budget deficit disaster. So they ain't doing so good out there in, in, in California in terms of their fiscal position. All right. They face a projected budget deficit, whereas we're spending a surplus in Alabama. What a good problem to have. What a blessing that our people are going down there to Montgomery to figure out how best to allocate a surplus. In California, they're facing a projected budget deficit of $22.5 billion for the coming fiscal year. That's an amazing downturn. But then at the same time, they can't stop themselves. The California Reparations Task Force which was created by legislation in 2020, is weighing out a proposal right now to dole. Are you ready for this? Boomer, how, okay, uh, uh, did you see the article this morning? Did you read it when I, when, I, when I was doing the resources and you were helping me get to print it out? On this one? Yeah. A little bit. All right. If, in, if in you and I were to live in California right now All right. and decide to identify as black, okay, how much money would we get each? Oh, I, it... Yeah, just guess. What would you think? Well, I, I remember someone saying something last week. Was it like three hundred thousand? Yeah, dude. Uh, what? Three hundred and sixty thousand dollars is being recommended <laughs> per person. What? 
how how I mean, many how many potential recipients do they have among the black population in oh, California? I have no clue. One point eight million. Oh wow! The total d- doing the math. And by the way, I'm not doing the math. I'm reading it because <laughs> okay, I, 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 I can I can add numbers in my head, but not like That's this. A lot. I ain't the rain man. So three hundred and sixty thousand dollars per person <laughs> times one point eight million persons comes to $640 billion. Oh, my goodness. And the California Secretary of State thinks this is a cool idea. <laughs> what a great idea. This is awesome. <laughs> this is big, fat money, man. Big, fat money. It says that California can admit its sins and change the narrative. There's a way forward for states and cities across the nation. Sure there is. Sure. <laughs> and by the way, California never had slavery. Never. It never had slavery. Never had slavery. Never did. But... They want to fix it. Here's my thing about reparations. I am for anyone getting reparations who has been a slave. If and they've been a slave because of government action, mm-hmm. I'm for it. Pretty sure they don't exist anymore. Right. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that, the, that slavery is illegal and that all of them who have been slaved during times when slavery was legal are no longer with us. So... It is unclear, says the article, how California would pay for such an extensive project. Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom, who signed the bill creating the task force, announced in January they are facing that budget deficit of $22.5 million. And, and to make matters worse, the California Legislative Analyst Office, uh, that, that's, those are the ones who figure out the money, estimated in a subsequent report that Newsom's forecast undershot the mark by about $7 billion. So in other words, it's really more like $647 billion. <laughs> That's not enough. It's not enough, man. When you got big fat money, what's seven billion more? It's just, it's just, it's just big fat money. Oh my goodness! What else have I got here in the stack before I finish up the show today? And we're in big fat money. Why not? Um, I tell you what. I mean, I'll end with this one: big fat money. I love Senator John Kennedy. That guy cracks me up. Senator John Kennedy came out. Regarding President Biden's budget, because you know President Biden's budget is the most inflated overtaxed, bulbous. Can you have a bulbous budget? I mean, I, mean my, my, what, I even got the whole like, bulbous. I'm, I'm like my, my lips are bulbing out. Okay, bulbous. A bulbous budget. Senator John Kennedy slammed President Joe Biden's proposed $6.8 trillion bulbous budget Sunday, saying the only way he knew how to improve it was with a shredder. <laughs> Kennedy rejected claims that the president's budget proposal would solve any of the country's financial problems. He says, this president says his budget will solve our financial problems in Medicare and Social Security. That is not true. Anything seems possible when you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's funny. I want to write that on the wall. <laughs> okay. I just... It's the first, in a year and a half, Boomer, in a year and a half, uh-huh. this may be the first time I have saved one of my resource articles uh, because I want to write a quote down later on. That's a great quote. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take me to a break, brother. We'll do the last break of the day. We'll come right back. we got to talk some more. In case you missed the early part of the show, looks like we're doing a right-side ruffian's March Madness bracket. we got to talk about it. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back.
We are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. All right, we just go home time. Some of you already in the car already. Some of you got the keys in hand. You can smell the barn. Let me just let me just suggest something to you. Tomorrow might be that day. That day when you're thinking, okay, I work remotely. Do I have to just sit here in my flannel pants in, in the basement? Or can I get out somewhere? Or maybe you're one of those that wants to go meet somebody for coffee and talk business. Or maybe you just want a break. Let me just suggest to you this. Just Love Coffee Cafe, two locations in our listening area, one on Hughes Road in Madison, the other on South Parkway in Huntsville. They are not only great on the coffee, and, and I mean like good award-winning coffees, or for that matter, the, what Charlene calls the treat coffees, the, the, the lattes, the espressos, the cappuccinos. They have an amazing food menu. But the other point I wanted to point out to you is they've got a great environment. They got the Wi-Fi, come in and use it. It's designed for you to have space to sit. You got places where you can plug in your laptop. You can meet somebody over in the corner and have a quiet conversation. You can visit with friends or you can just hang out on your own and reflect and read a book and sort of collect yourself. Just check it out. The environment is as much a part of what they're about. Just Love Coffee Cafe, two locations in our listening area, one on Hughes Road in Madison, the other on South Parkway in Huntsville. And please tell them you heard about it on the Right Side Radio. All right, so uh, I, I will say, closing out this uh, section of the Triple Dipper, which, by the way, I made all three dippers, boom. All, all of them. them. You know what? That that deserves the, the, the applause. Thank you, my there brother. You Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here in the area all day. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the, the closing comment from this, I will tell you, with regards to big fat money and kind of looping back again to the first dipper on woke banking woes, Headline, foxnews.com, dated yesterday, the GOP presidential candidates react to the Silicon Valley bank collapse. Trump ba- blames the out-of-control Democrats. And then just a little while ago, I saw that Biden gave a speech and blamed Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, all of y'all. All right, the reality is this. We got systems in place, and they weren't working. And we got people that were mismanaging because they were too busy being distracted by woke policies. And right now, the... Entire nation is watching as the FDIC is set off to the side so we can just bail out another bank and pay a whole lot more than we ever planned on. And it's all on Biden's watch. He didn't want he didn't want anybody to believe that, but it is. Uh, hey, by the way, earlier in the show, Boomer. Yeah. Uh, March Madness. Oh, March Madness. So tomorrow you're going to have a plan for us. We'll have a plan, and there'll be something up on the website on each page. I'll just put it in the, the top. Uh, of the website so at any page you can just scroll to the top of it it'll say join us join our bracket right side ruffian bracket just click it and it'll take you to the uh the spot where to sign up and pick your bracket nice yeah super easy so all right so for those who missed it uh pull your camera up boom oh yeah for for those for those who missed it um we are going to do a right side ruffian bracket boomer's idea yeah right side ruffian bracket for march madness he's got an app we can join in on he'll name the app he'll tell us when you log into the app what group you're supposed to join and we're going to have a we're going to have a right side ruffian march madness bracket even for people like me who don't track basketball at all so i'm i'm gonna be taking wild stabs at who i'm probably just going to pick auburn because i'm an auburn fan you know some people just pick their favorite teams i get it i just i just you know <laughs> i'm just gonna go ahead and pick them i like i like just bruce pearl I like, I, bruce pearl's the man yeah Bruce Pearl for president, as far as I'm concerned. What is he going to announce? Anyway, um, <laughs> you know what, though, I do like? 
he is not afraid to speak out on foreign policy. He he puts it out there. He does. That's right. By golly. Gets it out there. Yeah. And we won't talk about criminal activity either. We'll leave that no, alone. No, we'll leave that one on the leave that leave, one leaving on the that one alone. Um, but okay, so all right, so yeah, we're gonna have a march. We're gonna have a March Madness right side radio ruffian bracket, and the ruffian bracket will be available to you tomorrow. You'll have to sign up pretty quick because the bracket locks on Thursday. It does lock on Thursday, or the the first ball tip. That's yeah. it's locked. Have they, have they already labeled the games? I guess they have. They have it. All the games are out there, so you get to pick all, all right. the way through. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good time. And Auburn and Alabama both have uh, home game opportunities in Birmingham, I believe, for the, the early part of the bracket. I think. Look um, at that March Madness. Why? By the way, why hasn't football ever done this? Something like this. I mean, they they call it the BCS playoffs. It doesn't. It's never the same. <laughs> it's never. It's never the same. But they did start doing pickums in football now, where you can just every week you get to to pick teams, which is kind of fun too, even for college. It's not quite the same. It's not. It's not the. You don't March get to madness. build your bracket and sit around and look at Eventually, it. Eventually, they're going to have a. I think the twelve team. I think in a couple of years, they said they're going to a twelve team bracket Are for really? the championship. I think that's what, correct for a football. All of NCAA. All NCAA. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Well, more to come. More to come. More, <laughs> more to, come. to come. All right. And we're we are working on swag. Yes. So we're working on swag. So the winners of the ruffian bracket for March Madness. There will be swag involved, and we got a new batch of T-shirts, and who knows what else we might be able to throw in there. All right, you guys, have an amazing night. Phil and Boomer signing off. We'll see you tomorrow at 2. Take care.